0: Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you are blessed by today's sermon. Welcome to the first Sunday of Advent. Today, we're going to talk about waiting on the second coming of Jesus. I don't know anyone who's a big fan of waiting. I know I'm not. Yet we do so much waiting these days, don't we? it seems like we're waiting in line everywhere for something. Um, we wait in line at the supermarket, at the car wash, at traffic lights. Uh, if you, you haven't experienced waiting like that, then I suggest you try a restaurant in Midland on a Friday evening at about six o'clock or 6.30. Six you know, I read a, a, a thing this week, an article that said, where the writer said, we spend about six months equivalent time of our lives, waiting. It's about six months total, waiting for something. I would have guessed more, actually, wouldn't you? Um, Waiting at the car wash or at a restaurant on Friday night in Midland could seem like an eternity, but these waits are really nothing when you compare it to the 2,000 plus years that the Church of Jesus Christ have been waiting for his return. That's a wait. Waiting for a long time is hard for us. The longer we wait, the more impatient we become, it seems like. I don't think I'm just talking about myself. Does anyone else experience that? Okay, good. (laughs) We get impatient. We get discouraged when we wait. We lose our focus sometimes on the real reason that we're waiting. The Lord Jesus loves us, though. And he has real gracious and merciful reasons for this long wait. So he gave us some cautions, actually, some truths to help us while we wait for him. In the Revised Standard Version of the scripture, I like the way it put it. It said, uh, "It said, take heed while you wait. Look out. Keep watch. In Mark chapter 13, verse 5, Jesus says, while you wait, take heed that you're not deceived. In chapter 13, verse 9, Jesus says, take heed that you're not discouraged while you wait. And in verse 37 of chapter 13, he says this, take heed while you wait to watch and pray. Jesus is taking his time because he wants to give all people the opportunity to come to saving faith in him. So don't ever lose heart because Jesus is worth the wait. In verse 5 of chapter 13 he says, take heed that you don't get deceived while you wait. Jesus tells us here that While we're waiting for His return, many will come claiming to be Him. So don't be led astray. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep watch. Stay in His Word. When you focus on the truth, it's harder to be deceived. Over the centuries, there have been many false messiahs, many who have come in Jesus' name, claiming to have new truths, New ways to salvation today we see this in a new type of cultural Christianity which is really not Christianity at all people say today you know it's time that we move on from this old-fashioned kind of Christianity they say saying that Jesus is the only way to salvation now that's just narrow-minded that's just narrow-minded you know they say that teaching about what the bible calls sin is hurtful to some people it's hurtful it's judgmental self-righteous they tell us you know we just need to be more accepting just more accepting these things are the doctrine it's the new doctrine of cultural Christianity you can see the effect of this new type of doctrine all you have to do is look around at the culture today look around at what's going on in the world today look on TV look at the news you can see the effects brothers and sisters when you hear these things don't be deceived take heed don't be deceived. Jesus has not changed. He hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He still and will always be the way, the truth, and the life. It's still the truth that no man comes to the Father but by Him. His Word is eternal His word doesn't change with the culture. Instead, his word changes the culture when his church proclaims it in truth to the world. So take heed and don't be deceived while you wait. Waiting can be hard, but Jesus is worth the wait. In chapter 13, verse 9, Take heed that you're not discouraged while you wait. When Jesus returns, he'll restore his creation. There'll be a new heaven and a new earth. There'll be no more sin. There'll be no more death. And there'll be no more devil. All gone. There'll be no more sorrow. No more tears. No more suffering. There will be joy. There will be wholeness when he comes and peace. Until then, well, not so much. Not so much. Jesus tells his disciples in verse 9 through 23 of Mark 13, he tells them and he tells us too, that until he comes, things are going to get worse. Things will get worse. Believers will be persecuted, he tells us. Families will turn on each other. Believers will be forced to stand trial just for believing. There will be pain, there will be sorrow, there will be death. And believers in Jesus are not exempt. Don't listen to these prosperity preachers out there today, who say, if you have true, true faith, you shouldn't be struggling. If your faith was real, you shouldn't be struggling. That's what they say. You should never lack for anything if you're a true believer. If you're sick, it's because your faith isn't strong enough. They actually tell people that, who are suffering. People believe these things when they tell them and it makes them feel guilt and shame. This teaching is in direct conflict with the teaching of Jesus who said, in this world, you'll have trouble, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Facing facing struggles doesn't necessarily mean a lack of faith. I know for a fact that some right here today And some in our very own congregation here at Christchurch are in the fight of their lives right now. They're struggling. To you and to anyone who's struggling today, Jesus says this, take heed that you do not get discouraged. He promised he would never leave you. He promised he would never abandon you. And especially when the going get tough. Uh, Jesus cares. He's with you in your struggle right now. Right now in the middle of it, he's with you. He promised he'd never leave you or abandon you. He's not going to. You can count on this promise. Cry out to him and just hang on. He's listening. He cares. He loves you. He has a better plan and a better place waiting for you. And Jesus is worth the wait. In chapter 13, verse 33, Jesus says, while you wait, take heed that you watch and pray. In this last section of Mark 13, Jesus tells his disciples and us, no one knows the day or the hour that he's coming. It could be at any time. So he warns us take heed, stay awake, watch and pray. Don't lose sight, don't lose sight that this world is not all there is. This is not all there is. Jesus is coming again. It's easy to lose sight of this promise. When I watch the news for too long, I start to get afraid for the future at times, I start to lose hope, I get anxious. I look at the economy and my retirement money, my nest egg, and I worry that it's not gonna be enough if inflation keeps going up, so I get anxious about that. I worry sometimes that the world we're leaving behind might not even be here for my kids and my grandkids, Things are such a mess. I lose peace, and I can get angry at politicians and politics that all claim to have all the answers when they don't. I get focused on the world, and I can lose sight of the promises of Jesus. So Jesus says to me and to all of us, take heed. I'm coming again. This isn't all there is. Don't get so focused on the world. Keep watch. I'm coming on the clouds, he tells us in Thessalonians. Pay attention to the world, but always keep an eye on the sky. Through the prophet Jeremiah, the Lord gave this promise for us while we wait. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future. You know, always keep sight of this promise. Keep this promise in the forefront of your mind. God's got a future for you and for me. So take heed. Don't lose your hope and joy because of the economy or a politicians or politics or the state of the world. Remember, remember, this world's not all there is. You are citizens of the kingdom of God by faith in Him. You, are, you have dual citizenship. You're citizens of heaven by faith in Jesus. There's a great future ahead. There's hope, and there's that promise. This promise that's waiting for all of us who believe in Him. And Jesus is worth the wait. From the time of the first sin in the Garden of Eden, people, have wait, people waited for the first coming of the Messiah. I read one scholar said, the time between Adam and the birth of Jesus was 3,974 years, six months, and 10 days. That's pretty specific. You know, and I don't know where he came up with those numbers, but if it's true, that's a long wait. They waited almost 4,000 years from the time of the first promise. Time passed. Think about it. Time passed. Sunrise, sunset, again and again. The years came and the years went. The seasons came and changed for 3,974 years. Think about that. Think about waiting during that time. After a while, it'd be easy to get off track, wouldn't it? That's a long wait. One day seemed like it was going to forever be like another. And then one day, everything changed. Everything changed. He came. In Bethlehem, he came. Born of a virgin, announced by a company of angels and all the heavenly host, God kept his word. God kept his word and Messiah came. He kept his promise. A savior was born who is Christ the Lord. He came like He said He would. He paid the price for yours and my sins. He suffered. He died. He was raised from the dead and He ascended into heaven and He's coming again in glory. He kept His promise the first time. He'll keep His promise again. Until then, We wait, we wait, but while we wait, take heed that you're not deceived. Take heed that you're not discouraged and take heed that you watch and pray. And always remember that while we wait, Jesus is worth the wait, the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.